A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Internet Marketing. to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.com. This is Internet Marketing and today I'm joined by Mike Blom, product owner at Asset Bank. Hello Mike, how are you doing? Hello, how are you doing? You alright? I'm very, very well, thank you. Yes. We're going to be talking about uh, digital assets management, uh, well, and marketing uh, today. Uh, we have talked about it before. But before we do that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, sure. So I'm I'm the product owner at a company called Bright Interactive, and we've got a product called Asset Bank, which is a digital asset management product. And yeah, we're based in Brighton, and um, we we have a nice office in the in the North Lanes, which I'm sure you're familiar with. You're from Brighton as well, right? I am from Brighton. I am familiar with the North Lanes. It's a very yeah. nice area. Yeah, it's nice, nice for lunch. So um, yeah, my my role in the business as, as product owner is product owner is a, is, a, is actually a term that's related to Scrum and Agile. Um, but for people who wouldn't be familiar with that sort of um, methodology, a product owner is basically a product manager. So it's essentially somebody in the business who is trying to ensure that the product you're developing is actually delivering value to customers. So I'm, I'm working with customers, I'm working with the developers, I'm working with the various other teams, the marketing team, and trying to make sure that we're all moving in a direction that's actually serving our customers and, and ultimately making the product successful. Yeah. So I think best start off, let, uh, start off with just giving us a, a, a sort of an overview of a digital asset management or DAM, D-A-M, as a concept. Then tell us about some of the clients you're working with or some of the sorts of clients that you're working with. Yeah, sure. So I think the first thing to start with is, is you know, what's a digital asset? Mm. And, and really the simplest definition, you know, a digital asset is any digital file that has some value to your organization. So, you know, that could be anything really. It's it's often things like photos or videos or, you know, design documents, marketing documents, PDFs. It really can be anything that, that you, you think is, is a value to your organization um, in a digital format. Um, so that's kind of basically what a digital asset is. And DAM or digital asset management is really a term that's associated with the kind of management processes that surround digital assets. So you can kind of think of it as a life cycle. You, you create your digital assets, whether that be, you know, taking photographs or doing designs in Adobe, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And then you, you then need to store and you need to kind of add metadata and, and archive your or put your asset into a, a structure that is going to be easy accessible in the future. So something that you can basically access your assets over time. Mm. And then you, you know, there's a, once you've actually got your assets securely in this, this platform, you then want to be able to distribute those assets and, and reuse them 
and kind of get value out of your assets, leverage them for your various activities. And then often, you know, the end, the end of this life cycle is that you'll be wanting to archive these assets, you know, and put them somewhere maybe for long-term storage or something like that. Yes. So digital asset management really is just a term that spans that kind of life cycle of a digital asset. And, and obviously, you know, if you add an S on the end, you know, damn S, you've got basically software that, that supports various stages of that life cycle. And what sort of clients are you working with? We we mostly work with um, medium to large organisations. So you know we we've got twenty of the FTSE one hundred. I think we're currently working with so some very big companies there. But we've also got a lot of companies who are kind of you know fifty employees plus sort of medium to large. I think that that's and we'll probably talk about this some more. But I think that that in terms of your you know a company's damn needs, I think that basically when you get to a certain size, it becomes a lot more important that you have a good damn process in place because you're tending to spend a lot of money um, on this management of digital assets at that point. But in terms of the the, the sectors we work in, you know, we have quite a, a broad range because really you, you're talking about working with any any organization that has a marketing team is, is the kind of primary um, driver for dam. Yeah. So, you know, it could be a charity, it could be academic institutions, lots and lots of commercial application, you know, commercial businesses. Um, like I said, we've got 20 of the FTSE 100. So it's, it's kind of pretty much every organization you can think of. We're, we're working with somebody in that, in that area. Now, I know you work with a lot of um, online retail companies, don't you? I'm particularly mm-hmm. interested in the dam challenges, if that's a phrase, the dam challenges that they, they would face. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that dam in general, you, you see the same recurring themes in dam. You know, in and different types of companies and different sort of um, contexts have slightly different challenges, but a lot of the time they're very similar. And I think you know they're mostly around trying to get the maximum value from your assets. Mm. So when you think about online retailers um, or retailers in general, to be fair, I think something that that comes up quite a lot is this concept of kind of managing your product images and and some kind of core marketing materials that are related to products and you you know often these companies will spend a lot of money developing taking these photo product images developing these kind of core marketing materials and then wanting to distribute those to some core partners for example retail partners um or or other you know online marketing partners and so on mm. and they're often wanting to put those assets at multiple places within their own business so for example it's quite common that you might have you know, a microsite for a particular product that you're going to launch or, you know, some other online activity that you're doing. And so you, you want to be able to use, reuse these assets as, as simply as possible to get the maximum value from, you know, for your investment. Um, and I think that those are the types of things that we see often with, uh, you know, online retail companies um, trying, you know, trying to see how they can easily get these assets into the various locations that they need in order to, to leverage value from them. It's funny, actually, because when you were talking earlier and you were describing what a digital asset is, the first thing that came to my mind was, ooh, all the photos on my on my card in my camera. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me think, actually, I mean, uh, there are other sectors. I mean, things like uh, the travel industry, presumably, you know, they have a lot of um, sort of images and things that probably would have been quite costly to, to, to create, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... Travel, travel's another another example. Yeah, the, the sort of quality of images that that some travel companies are producing, you know, f- for their product. Um, you know, and, and I, th- I always think of some clients that I work with, just incredible, you know, exotic kind of photographs taken on location, and you know, the Caribbean or wherever it might be. And you know, they they do invest in those images because it's kind of you know, it's it's how they represent their product. 
And um, again, they're wanting to get the maximum value. If you're spending a lot on a custom photo shoot, you know, in the Caribbean, you're going to want to get the maximum value out of that. And so it's about how do you make those images accessible to the right groups of people and, and also make sure that, that those people can get those images in, in a type of format that's going to that's going to work for them. So, yeah. you know, we, we talked about it a bit before about it, but um a lot of digital asset management is about ensuring that the process for accessing and, and, and reusing these assets is really, really simple and really, you know, basically efficient and cost effective. So if you've got, you know, various um, retailers or online uh, retailers who are selling your travel products and they're all coming and emailing you and saying, I want an image of, you know, a beach in Barbados or whatever it is. It, it doesn't take long before those little transactions, those responding to emails, you know, sending every email requires going and finding the asset and sending it to somebody and potentially cropping it and all those types of things. Yeah. That really quickly adds up to be very expensive for your business. And so DAM comes in there to a DAM system can, can really help streamline that because you can provide you know, these users with access to the system, they can, they can search, find things that are available um, that you've already approved that they can use, and then they can download them, they can maybe crop them as part through the tool and just get it in the format that they want so they can really just get their job done quickly and you're getting value out of that asset. I mean, it's a huge area, isn't it? I know that it's very, because I've, I've delved into the technicalities of this to a certain degree, and I know it's things like storage media, isn't it? If you look at, look at internally what you guys have to do, I mean, mm. there must be hundreds of thousands of businesses out there that are storing, I don't know, archived stuff on DVDs, for example. They don't last forever, do they? No, that's it. I mean, I think, you know, I f it feels like at the moment we there's an increasing number of people who are basically sitting on or, or acc accumulating a very large amount of content right now. You know, if you think about how easy it is to produce content, particularly things like photographs and videos and how much content is being produced, it, it just gets to the point where you can't keep that amount of data, you know, sitting around on hard drives plugged into your laptop or you know, it, it, it gets very difficult to manage and, and to efficiently gain access to that data. Yeah. So having a dam, so with, with dam systems, what people are often doing now is, is using cloud storage. It's a great, you know, solution because it scales infinitely, essentially. Yes. So you yes. just keep putting more and more data in there and it just scales and you don't need to worry about plugging in different drives and all the rest of it. Mm. So, yeah, that, that is a real, a real challenge. And, you know, different organizations have different needs. Some people just don't want to use the cloud. Some people you know, really need to have on-site storage for various reasons. So, you know, there's, there's kind of different, um, different requirements out there, but, but definitely the amount of data that's being produced now, I think it's just it, digital asset management is really coming to the forefront now. I was going to say, because over the last few years, it's, it must have risen exponentially, the, the sort of the need for this sort of thing. And you mentioned cloud storage, actually, because I'm thinking of things like, is it, uh, it's Amazon, is it Amazon Glacier, the one where it's sort of, designed for long-term storage uh, so yeah. the actual storage is quite cheap but the access is a bit more expensive is that how it works is that how yeah there's, there's a bunch of different solutions so amazon s3 is the kind of standard cloud storage offering from from amazon um, but if you want to you know if you want to archive your your material so you want to you want to make sure it's being backed up and it's safe but you don't necessarily need to access it very frequently mm. then you push it from s3 into into glacier as, as you say and glacier is kind of a very you know it's it's um it's you put it in there and then if you need to thaw it out as they say yeah. it it takes a little bit longer but that's okay because it's you're probably not going to need to do it very often so um, yeah, you can use the two things in combination. Actually, we do that. So we we will often put stuff into Amazon S three and then sort of archive things off into Glacier as needed. 
So I'm just thinking, I mean, when would a company need sort of damn software? What's the usual sort of mm-hmm. phases or the evolution of consciousness of uh, digital assets that they normally go through? Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I was thinking about that before we started the podcast. And I think it, it's different for everyone. But I think the common thread is that there's some kind of threshold beyond which it's just no longer cost effective to manage your assets in a simplified way. So so to give you to give you an idea, I think a lot of people um, historically have had network drives. So for example, if you're a one man band, or you know, you're just a you're just a very small company, yeah. you might have uh, network drives, that you plug in, or you might have just you know um, just hard you know external hard disks that you're plugging in, you're storing your assets on. You might move on to using Dropbox or you know Google Docs or something like that. It's very common, but there comes a time where you're getting um, a sufficient volume of requests for this information that it, it, using those those tools just doesn't quite cut it. Mm. You know, it's it's you have to you know you need to know have an intimate knowledge of the of the uh, organization in Dropbox, or you need to know which disk it's on and all the rest of it. And it comes a point where you want a nice, simple, central repository that you can just go straight into, have a really powerful search interface. You know, you can add keywords and metadata to make it really, really easy to kind of find your content. And then you can actually share it with the customers directly or the, or the, or the people that you're working with. You know, it could be a design agency you're working with and they keep asking for these various things. You know, it could be uh, another third party that you're working with and you want to share the data with. Maybe you want to show some work that you're doing. So I think it's 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 it, there's no sort of finite point, but I think generally co- companies will start off with using things like shared drives and Dropbox, but they will grow, and as they do, they'll reach a point where damn just makes sense to them, yeah, and they'll often come to this come to us at that point. Well, Mike, thanks for coming on and sharing that with us. It's it's fascinating, uh, an increasingly important area, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's it's definitely like I said. It really feels like there's a you know there's a real explosion of data being generated at the moment, and I think that's forcing more and more people to really look at how they're dealing with their digital assets and and really setting up robust kind of dam systems to to manage it. So, how can our listeners find out more about you and more about Asset Bank? Yeah, um, so you can go to our website, which is just assetbank.co.uk, all one word, or um, or you can just Google Asset Bank. Um, or you can Google digital asset management just to find out more about the subject in general. There's a lot of material online about it, as you said, because it's becoming so popular. There's a lot of other vendors as well, so they can just go and have a look on, and see what's out there. Thanks, Mike. So thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, you'll find the show notes in the usual place, sitevisibility.com slash podcast. Uh, we're on iTunes and Stitcher, and we'd love some reviews. So if you're up for a review, please go ahead and give us, hopefully, a good review. Um, if you want to connect with me personally, I'm Dr. Pod, spelled out fully, Dr. Pod on Twitter and LinkedIn. And if you want to get in contact with us, two ways to do that. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk or there's the telephone hotline if you want to leave a, a question and we'll do a questions and answers. Plus four four one two seven three two five six one five zero. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Mike. See you later, guys. Thanks. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.